It's Friday, February 10th, 2006. This is the Radio Zoom podcast. And here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Radio Zoom. Another edition of Radio Zoom rolling out to you. Ooh, a little hot on the microphone. From Vancouver, British Columbia, this is the Radio Zoom podcast. RadioZoom at gmail.com is the email address to send your thoughts, your comments, and all that fun stuff. You can also do the audio comment thing. And uh, 206-222-1954 is the U.S. telephone number to call. And your voicemail automatically gets emailed directly to me. And the Frapper Map, which the magic number of people on the Frapper Map is up to 21. Frapper.com slash RadioZoom podcast. Thank you very much for those of you who have added your pen onto the map to let you know or let me know and everyone else know where you're listening in from. Always great to have that. And uh, show notes for today's episode, audihertz.net slash radio. That's the website. And coming up today, I've got, uh, well, we'll talk a little bit about the Olympics, which kicked off today in Italy for the next couple of weeks. They'll be going on there. And uh, I had some things to kind of talk about there, especially in relation to the next set of Winter Olympics being here in Vancouver. Did an impromptu interview with my godson and my sister-in-law, Wendy, over iChat, recorded that, so we'll kind of, we'll unveil that. It's my first time ever doing something like that, but uh, we'll see how it goes, right? And uh, email. We'll talk about some email that I've been getting in from the, um, uh, from, from the to the podcast. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted getting instant messages from Rebecca as uh, she's sitting at work. So kind of the visual kind of just kind of dra- dra- drags my attention away from what I'm doing here. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's what's on the way. So let's go ahead and jump right into the first musical selection for this episode as I like to play you music that I enjoy and hopefully you can enjoy too. Uh, you can find out more about this band at the, the redthread.com and they are called The Red Thread. And the song is called Ship in the Attic and we'll find a little bit more about them in a little bit. This is Rio Zoo. Thank you. 
with their song uh, Ship in the Attic. Sorry, I had to look that up really quick. Uh, album's called Ship in the Attic, Birds in the Subway. And the website, to find out more about them, theredthread.com, played with by permission. Thank you very much, guys, for uh, allowing me to do that. And if you want to find out more about them, about in terms of uh, finding their music and finding out where they're going to be at, where they're going to be playing, that's the website. you got all the information, all the tools necessary, and you can find out all you need to know. Got a little bit of the reverb going on today, but I think it's kind of a little bit too much uh, to my liking. So we'll kind of adjust that as we go along here. As I said... The Olympics started today, the Winter Olympics, in Turin, Italy. Torino, Turin, I don't... It seems like there's different ways you can pronounce it, but um, the uh, 2000 and, uh, yeah, 2006 Winter Olympics. 2010 Winter Olympics will be here in Vancouver, British Columbia, which is incredibly shiny Sunday today. All week it's been just beautiful. Sun's been out and uh, blue skies. It's been absolutely gorgeous. Um... But the opening ceremonies today, uh, I caught a little bit of live. Um, I'm still kind of getting used to living on the west coast of this continent. And uh, I, I guess, you know, I saw that it was going to be like, I don't know what time it was. I thought they were going to start at like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock our time. And actually, they're almost over by 1 o'clock. So I missed nearly all of the opening ceremonies except for like the last 30 minutes. And we'll watch that again tonight when Rebecca gets home and uh, catch the, all those festivities. I, I, I like the Olympics. I can't help it. I just do. And it's, it, it's, I, I, <laughs> I don't know why, you know, I don't pay attention to, uh, these sports otherwise during the, the gap between four years, be it the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics. I just don't pay attention. I'm sorry, but, uh, I really enjoy the Olympics when they're around and, uh, I like, you know, watching all the competition and all that stuff. Um, but uh, it was I, I, some of the things that I did catch in the opening ceremony that I thought was pretty interesting of note. Uh, it was really interesting that the skating judge took the oath of the officials. You may not recall, but uh, in the last Winter Olympics, uh, the there was a bit of a controversy, and uh, the you know there was an obvious fault um, by I think it was the Russians, and uh, or maybe it was the French. I can't remember, but essentially the Canadian. Pairs figure skating team should have won it because they performed a flawless uh, routine on the ice. And uh, the other teams that they actually got the gold medal fell. You know, so the, you know, they, they didn't perform flawless, flawlessly. The Canadian team did. They performed all the you know, necessary requirements. So uh, there was, a, I think, a French judge that uh, was found to have. You know, there's a big scandal and all that stuff. So it was really interesting to see that a figure skating judge was taking the oath of the officials uh, in Italy uh, during the opening ceremonies. Uh, that, that really struck me as being funny. And uh, also the Pavarotti performance. Holy cow. I mean, the, the this guy just had surgery. Not uh, Well, it's about it's been two years since he had surgery or something. I can't remember. Um, he looked a little stiff on stage. I would be too performing in this humongous stadium, uh, and you being the lone opera singer with backed up by a, a, a symphony. But the guy can still belt it out, you know. And he's getting up to be nearly seventy years old, if I, I caught that right. And he's going to be going on a seven-year tour, uh, seven-year farewell tour, coming up here starting soon. So absolutely amazing the the song that he performed. I can't remember what the name of it was, but. Um, Man, that was just mind-blowingly good and uh, very, very impressive. And I, I told Rebecca that, you know, 
about it and she's like oh you're watching this without me I'm like yeah but i want to see this again i mean that was the the, the lighting of the torch and everything else and that was kind of cool but the Pavarotti performance i think was you know the icing on the cake for me in terms of the the ceremonies that i did see um i read some reviews that it was kind of a very um interesting opening ceremony so i'm, I'm really curious to see uh how the the italians kind of take you know put the um uh, put it all together in terms of the 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 visual spectacles and all that stuff However, one thing I did kind of catch up, just glimpses here and there, was the uh, the fireworks going on, uh, going off around the stadium. Wow, those are some pretty impressive pyrotechnics going on. Uh, but the one thing about the Turin Olympics, the the Winter Olympics going on now, that's a, a particular interest um, to me, and why I'm kind of mentioning it is because you know the next Winter Olympics, of course, are here in Vancouver, and uh, Uncle Weed, Dave Olson, over on the um, uh, well, he did this on the Chugalon with Uncle Weed podcast that he does, and he mentioned this on on that that um, on a recent episode. And UncleWeed.net is that website you can get more information about his podcast. But the uh, the cost of the 2010 Winter Olympics here in Vancouver have just recently been announced that they're going to be 110 million dollars over the projected budget that they originally had uh, priced out uh, back in I think 2002. Now, the projections back then were actually based on a weaker Canadian dollar, uh, and projected you know that the Canadian dollar was going to stay at the current you know status that it was. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Canadian dollar is actually coming up a little bit against the American dollar, at least. Uh, I don't know where it stands in the rest of the world, but it, it, basically, the Canadian dollar has been getting stronger. So that you combine that with the cost of construction, labor. Security. I mean, security is a huge, huge factor. $110 million plus. Now, uh, or $110 million over what they were have already have been budget, budgeted for. So the Vancouver Olympic Committee have asked for the additional funds from the, the province and from the, the government, from the federal government. It's really interesting, though. Um, this this comes out of the Winnipeg Sun, Sun and uh, I'll have a link to this article in the show notes. So if you want to get check this out, but uh, the, just a you know, quote from this article that I caught from the Winnipeg Sun: uh, Increasing venue costs, often the curse of the modern Olympics, have hit the 2010 Winter Games in Vancouver. The committee responsible for organizing the Vancouver Olympics announced yesterday that its venue construction costs have risen by 23 percent to an estimated $580 million from the $470 million. To cover the $110 million cost jump, the Vancouver Olympic Committee, known as VANOC, has asked the provincial and federal governments for an extra $55 million each. Now, this is an interesting note from the National Post, and I'll actually have, you know, I'll have this link in the show notes. Uh, with the Winter Olympics here still four years away, organizers, organizers say the price tag for building venues for the Games has already shot up 23% because of higher construction costs. And they are asking taxpayers to provide another $110 million. So that's you know, provincial and federal government. But the province indicated that it might not hand over its $55 million share of the funding increase unless the newly elected conservative government in Ottawa agrees to do the same. So this goes back to the elections that we were talking about a few weeks ago. And uh, they have just taken over. Stephen Harper is now the prime minister of Canada. Yeah, Stephen Harper. Uh, Paul Martin is no longer – and uh, he's named his cabinets and everything. So there is some concern. I don't think that you'll really see them not hand over you know, the extra funding. Uh, that'd be absolutely insane. But um, they're, <laughs> you know, they're kind of butting some heads there. 
So uh, there's 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 the the concerns, but has there ever been an Olympics in the past twenty to thirty years that hasn't hasn't had financial worries? And I, I went into um, the uh, the Wikipedia page for this Winter Olympics, the 2006 Winter Olympics in Italy, and there's a whole section on here talking about the construction and uh, the problems and the and you know back in uh, Jan- on January 20th, uh, up until January 20th, 2006, there was a really um, sc- big scare that they were going to start. Uh, let's see, <clears throat> concerns went as far as starting to define the first step of bankruptcy procedure for the uh, for Torino 2006. Uh, you know, and if they didn't, uh, if they failed to approve its budget by tw- uh, January 20th of 2006 of this year, which is just like not even a month ago, they were. Worried about uh, declaring bankruptcy for this year's Winter Olympics, but the Italian government promised to cover the shortfall uh, right at the end. So I don't know if there's ever been uh, in my lifetime where there hasn't been a an Olympics. I mean, I, we were talking about this the other night where Montreal went uh, way over their their budget, and they're still kind of paying for it. But the other fact of the matter is, is that it did put Montreal on the map, and uh, for, well, for a time, the, in the Olympic Stadium that they created, there was a baseball team, but the Montreal Expos are gone. But, you know, you, you kind of have a give and take. You know, you pour all this money in, and you kind of make a gamble that you're going to get some um, uh, something out of it in the future in terms of tourism or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I, I think – I find that really interesting. But I, I think that – that it's it's just it's a good idea for Vancouver to you know kind of buck it up and for people to kind of go oh my gosh 110 million dollars this is awful well you know get with it this is this is these are the things that happen I mean nothing ever stays on budget and of course 110 million dollars is a lot of money but you know at least we're not talking about half a trillion or you know more than what it is so you can't really uh, you, you can't always project these things you can't always you know. Uh, see this coming, but uh, when it does, people kind of get have that knee jerk reaction of you know we're not going to pay for this because we're taxpayers and we need this and that. So who knows? BC is an incredibly progressive uh, uh, province, and there's so much going on here, uh, and that's what par- partially is raising the cro- the cost in all of this housing, construction, uh, you know, labor uh, is is going well here, but you know they're. There's give and take with that. There's people that say it's not so – the job market here is not so good. There's other people that say it's – you know that it's excellent. So I don't know. I like the Olympics. That's all – that's just kind of what I want to kind of bring up just in terms of how those Olympics are relating to the, the city that I have found myself in, that I'm living in now. And like I said, I, I don't pay attention to these sports other than what, when the Olympics come around. But yeah, – well, except for hockey. I like hockey. But uh, curling, it's fun to watch but – I, 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 anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm excited, and uh, I, I have to say that yes, I have Olympic fever. So here's another song for you, Folk Implosion. The song's called Kingdom of Lies. Check this out. Radio Zoom.
the folk implosion with the song Kingdom of Lies. And that comes off of the album One Part Lullaby. And uh, you can find out more about them. You know, I'm going to have to double check this. I was just looking at my notes and I just as I was, you know, the song's fading, I came up and thought, you know what? I bet you the folk implosion do have a website because I always dis- I always associate it with Sebado and everything because that's uh, Lou Barlow's kind of side project that he used to do uh, you know when Sebado wasn't doing stuff but uh, I think it's fullcomplosion.com I could be wrong check the show notes and I'll, I'll, I'll get the right link in there if they have a website but just in case lubicore.com that's Lou Barlow's website and uh, he is going solo and it's a lot more kind of acoustic stuff but you know that's good too I like it and so uh, I want to you know, make sure that you're aware of his website, lubicore.com. Check the show notes, and you can go there. I like Folk Implosion. I hope that they do more stuff. Uh, they did um, what was known as the new Folk Implosion, uh, which wasn't necessarily in the same vein as the old Folk Implosion, but I, I, I did like it. But uh, I have to say that One Part Lullaby is really one of my more favorite albums. So, I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, my nephew Ben was online, and... And uh, I just kind of, ha- on a whim, decided, hey, maybe I can get him on my podcast. So and I have the eyesight, and he has an eyesight there, and he logs on every once in a while. He gets home from school or whatever, and then he plays games, and he'll call me up sometimes, and we'll chit-chat. And and uh, his his mom was there, actually, at the same time. So I was just like, you know, I was trying to, you know, I thought maybe I could just get him, but instead I also got both of them, which was really great. So this is really spontaneous. I'm just going to play it, and you can take it for what it's worth, but, it's, you know, it's my first try at something like this. And uh, I guess you can kind of call it an interview, but it's just kind of us talking a little bit about, um, oh, Iowa back and forth, but then uh, it just turns out that, you know, Ben's just this smart kid, and he's pretty cute. So uh, so here you go, and I'll just kind of throw this in right now, and uh, yeah, here's my nephew Ben and my sister-in-law, Wendy. Talk to me. Say something. Hi. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm just trying to get an idea of my levels here, because I don't want to make it sound really bad or whatever. But... You're getting married in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks, and next week I'll have my teeth pulling out. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound like it's going to be too too great of a thing. Oh man. Okay, so we can kind of uh, start this now. We'll pretend like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna slice this into the podcast and it's gonna go out today. I was gonna record something, but then I saw you come online, so I figured that'd be a good uh, opportunity to kind of. Well, if you could give me an update of what's going on back in Iowa. Okay. <laughs> Did it snow last night? Yeah, it's actually snowing right now. Still snowing. Yeah. When I talked to you last night, wasn't it snowing? Yeah. Or was it yesterday? Or was that two days ago? Was that yesterday? Yeah, yeah it was yesterday. It was yesterday. <laughs> You're young. You have a much better memory than I do. Mm-hmm. But is there a lot of snow there? No, it's been melting. Been melting. So it hasn't been sticking around. No. Oh. Okay. Well, what else is new? Um. Tell me about your teeth. How many are you getting pulled? Two. Two. Now, now my 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 sister in law is in the room as well. 
sitting there behind Ben. Now, people, you know, we're, we're chatting over iChat, so we'll be able to see each other, but people won't be able to hear us, right? Right. So, why are you getting your teeth pulled? Just to get um, room in my mouth, because it's too small. <laughs> your mouth is too small. I think your mom could disagree with that. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, and what is what is today? Besides just being February tenth, two thousand and six, what is today? My mom's birthday. Uh huh. And, and it's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> but what what is uh what what was the problem that Uncle John had with today? He didn't remember it was my mom's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to check my calendar. I man, I was thought it was tomorrow. It's the tenth. Blah 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 I'm, blah. I'm sorry, Wendy. <laughs> You're my favorite sister-in-law. <laughs> hey, that helps. <laughs> uh, I have two sisters-in-law, sister-in-laws, and now, <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> my sister-in-law Wendy is my favorite. It's recorded. <laughs> Wait until my brother hears that. He wanted me actually. Okay, my 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 brother Mike. He wanted me to stop saying that everybody's so old. Now, do you get offended by that, Wendy? Uh, no. No. That's because Mike's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> and you said it, not me. <laughs> oh, but yes, today is my my sister-in-law Wendy's birthday. So happy birthday, Wendy! And um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was tomorrow. Is your back at home? <laughs> no, she's at work right now. She'll be home later, and then she go. Actually, she's gonna go and do some wedding stuff tonight. So she'll be back later, and hopefully, we'll be able to catch the um, the uh, the replay of the Olympic, the opening ceremonies. Yeah. You gonna watch those tonight? Yeah, probably. You gonna watch them in HD? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> because your dad's much cooler than me, and he has an HD TV. No. no. Oh, okay. So, what what country are you gonna cheer for in the Olympics? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> no. USA. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the only other alternative uh, that you USA might have. USA and Canada. Oh, and Canada? Yeah. Oh. That's a pretty big statement. That's a pretty bold statement. Would you go to school tomorrow and tell your friends that you're going to cheer for the USA and Canada? I know it's going tomorrow. <laughs> oh, tomorrow's Saturday. Okay, when you go to school Monday, <laughs> would you tell your friends that you're going to cheer for the USA and Canada? No. No? But you wear a Canucks hat every... Well, yeah, I, I do wear the Canucks hat every day. <laughs> the Canucks hat or the Canucks toque? Toque. Toque. <laughs> well, that's what they're called up here. But yes, they are... Well, what would you call it? You called it a hat, so... Technically, you're, you're right. What is Zach? Yeah, so does Zach. He wears his every day, too. Cool. And where's Zach right now? He's up in his bed sleeping. Oh, okay. Well, taking a nap. Okay. Because we need to, uh, we're going to be doing more about uh, Zach in the future because your, your dad requested that I uh, talk a little bit about his condition a little bit. And do you guys know, was that on CNN last night? 
It was on yesterday. It was on yesterday? Yeah, they changed, well, yeah, yeah. they changed their schedule. So it was on earlier than 7 o'clock my time, 9 o'clock your time. Right. Yeah, we we didn't see it, but uh, Matt said he'll be able to get it. Okay. What? There's a, a special on Angels and Syndrome on CNN. Yep. So We've been seeing lots of comments about it online. Some parents were happy with it, some weren't. But hmm. we haven't seen it yet. Well, we'll talk more uh, at a later time about um, my nephew, Zach, Ben's brother, and Wendy's son, uh, Zach, and his condition on Angelman Syndrome. And for people that are interested, I'll post some links in the show notes and people can find out about it. But uh, we'll also cover a little bit about Zach's condition because Zach's condition is actually more rare than uh, Angelman's itself. So. And that which was something. Angelman. What's which that? Angelman is a disability that. He can't walk or talk. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. all I know. Well, <laughs> among other things, but that's a pretty good summary. Yeah. And it's more official coming from his big brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to stop the recording here in a little bit. And uh, I'll, like I said, I'll throw this into the, uh, the episode I'll, I'll put out today. But this has been Benjamin... My nephew, and uh, with some uh, guest appearances in the background there, I still can't see Wendy because she feels like, even though I'm recording this, she uh, had to scoot out of the the range of the camera. Okay. Well, thank Not you. anymore. Not anymore. Ben moved the camera. Okay. And my sister-in-law, Wendy. So, say goodbye. Goodbye. So, Benjamin and Wendy joining me uh, via satellite <laughs> on the uh, on the podcast, I guess you, you could kind of say. Another interesting thing we can do, though, is uh, we'll roll into another song so that we can move on to the next segment, as I like to do. And for this one, we're going to go with the band known as the Diamond Mines. The song is called Dad's Old Radio. Diamondmines.net is the website. One, two, three, four, five is the album. This is Radio Zoom. I remember that old house The powder of the falling rain Sighing on the wind the corners of the window panes In the window on the stairs It was colored green and red And staring to the neighbor's yard Until it That old 
and that comes off of their album 12345, thediamondminds.net. reminds me a little bit of Kings of Leon, but with horns, and I really dig that about them. So with their permission, I was able to contact them and play that for you right here on the Radio Zoom podcast. Electronic man. And that sound can mean only one thing. It's time to read some email, to some feedback from listeners, which is always great and welcomed. Josh chiming in uh, with his congratulations on the announcement that uh, Rebecca and I finally made and brought that out to the world that we're getting married and saying greetings from Southeast Iowa. Just listened to your latest podcast and wanted to say congratulations on your engagement. Good luck to both of you. Thank you very much, Josh, and those uh, those kind words are very, very much appreciated, such as the words from Dave Olson chiming in with his congrats, among other things. Sent me an audio comment. Check this out. Hey, John. Dave over here. Hey, just listened to your last show, and I wanted to offer congratulations and write on, and I hope that you know I get one of those few and rare invites. I might actually get a chance to hook up with you. Yes, I was going to go to the Todd Maffin uh, gig the other night, the meetup, but I kind of got my... Dates discombobulated and uh, was downtown Saturday thinking, oh, yeah, that's tonight. Sure enough, I was a day late and a dollar short as usual, but I managed to have a lot of fun downtown by visiting uh, <clears throat> an herbal lounge, but that's a whole other podcast there. Um, I also went to the wellness fair that day at Canada Place and ended up doing some podcasting on that. And I've also been blogging about last year's Olympic, uh, the last time's Olympics, Salt Lake City. And the reason I'm telling you about this because there's a couple discrepancies that took uh, some umbrage with on your last show. First of all, Mary Lemieux was indeed the captain of Team Canada last time around and played sensational. He actually sat out a couple of the games, but when he was in, he was fantastic. Mario's performance that game about, against the Czechs was fantastic. He came down and made a good check and then carried the puck up and uh, using Korea as a decoy, scored that goal. It was just a fantastic hockey game. Uh, Steve Eiserman was an alternate captain and played on one leg and played his, his heart out, and they were both integral parts of that, Stan, that uh, Stanley Cup, that uh, gold medal win. Joe Sackick is going to be the captain this time, and he's sort of the heir apparent, but if Mario or Stevie would be playing, they would be the captain, there's no doubt about it. But it's Joey's time to shine. He was the MVP of the tournament and played spectacularly, especially in the gold medal game, which was won for the ages. And I think you're going to see the same kind of performance out of uh, Joe this time. Speaking of Joe, you can't be slagging at Jovanovski like that. Jovanovski brings his heart and soul intangibles to the defense. Yes, he do does make some uh, giveaways, give the puck away. But sure enough, he's uh, there diving in on the and pinching in deep like few defensemen in the league can do. And he brings a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm. And the defense is not so much that we're missing him, but the defensive has to readjust in his absence. What I meant to say, though, is yes, we are missing him. But anyway, um, enough of all that. Congratulations. Have a great show. Go Numbskulls. Go Canucks. A couple different things. Of course, thank you very much for the congrats, Dave. And uh, he was also mentioning how we... we in, in the episode where Rebecca was my guest, we, we, we made some opinions, we made some statements, and, and, you know, that's the beauty of podcasting, is that we can make our opinions. Of course, he didn't like the fact that uh, we're not big Jovo fans. I'm, I I don't know, I'm kind of out uh, on that one, but uh, obviously Rebecca has a stronger uh, opinion about that than I do, um, but I, I kind of have to agree with her, and in response to that, uh, she posted on her blog, miss064.com, um, let's see, we listened to an episode of Chugal on with Uncle Weed last night, in which John and I are mentioned, makes fact, uh, note of the fact that I'm somewhat of a hockey fan and I have a decent knowledge base. Although recently on John's podcast, I dissed Jovo, 
who is usually a reliable player, lots of minutes, etc. Just not my fave, and I personally don't get with uh, what all the Jobo is so great hype is about. But I'm sure in the future we'll all have a chance to sit down and discuss, prefer- preferably while watching a game and with a beer in hand. And I, I don't think that Dave would disagree with that idea at all. Um, but uh, it was it's, it's not that uh, you're dissing Jovo or we're dissing Jovo or whatever. Um, the guy, you know, just on my observations, yeah, he gives away the puck a lot. But uh, I have to agree. I don't necessarily know what all the hype is about. Uh, the one game that I went to this, this year, this season, uh, everybody was talking about Jovo. You know, Jovo this, Jovo that. And uh, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm with her on this one. I, I don't know what all the hype is about. It could simply just be a matter that I need more education about it, um, but we'll, we'll learn. And you know, as he also said, you know, he's doing some blogging about the Olympics that he went to in 2002. Yeah, in Salt Lake City. So check that out. You know, more more talk about the Olympics. He's talking about the past. I'm talking about the future. I think you're pretty much covered. So that pretty much wraps it up. That's all the uh, the feedback I've got for today. And I'm running short on time here because I like to kind of keep it under, you know, 45 minutes or so. AudioHertz.net slash radio is a website to get all the show notes. Frapper.com, of course, slash RadioZoom pod- podcast is the site to sign the Frapper map. RadioZoom at gmail.com is my email address. And those audio comments, keep them coming, just like Dave did. 206-222-1954. It's a U.S. phone number, and that gets sent directly to me. I, uh, I'm going to go back to a band that I played before. But I, you know, I, I do this a lot, but I, I like the fact that they've given me their permission, and I want to expose them to you. Even though it's at it's a lower bit rate, it'll convince you to go out there and find out more about their stuff and get their stuff because it's really good. I promise you it's really good. Long Wave is the name of the band, and uh, the song's called Wake Me When It's Over. It's a little slower tempo, but I really, really like it. Ah, good stuff, good stuff. It's off their album, The Strangest Things, longwavetheband.com. This has been another edition with great music, if you ask me, my opinion, and but uh, my opinion counts, dang it, and it's great music. Enjoy the Olympics, I know I'm going to. We'll check it later, and adios.
Radio Zoom podcast is a product of the AudioHertz.net weblog. Send emails, audio comments, and songs to play on the Radio Zoom podcast to RadioZoom at gmail.com. That's RadioZoom, all one word, at gmail.com. Check out the website for more. AudioHertz.net slash radio. Radio.